0: Hello and welcome to the Nexus Talks podcast. Here at Nexus, we delve into the experiences and insights from specialists and thought leaders within the creative, tech and digital industries across the globe. At Nexus, we speak freely and touch on the topics that often go unspoken. Yeah, thank you. Good. And I'm so glad we could do this, honestly, like we've been researching, we've doing, like, do- doing our homework and I'm so excited to talk to you, but... The first question is, Dami Lola, can you tell us about yourself, what you do and how you got into events?
1: Gosh, um, okay, so my name is Dami Lola, but obviously people call me Dami for sure, um, and I, when people ask me what I do, I'm always like, what do I do? So I work full-time for Dando's, as in like, yes, the chicken, chicken, like, you know,
0: yes, staple
1: British brand. <laughs> Best brand ever. Um. So at Fernando's full time as their event manager. So I basically am responsible for executing, planning, and managing brand events. So that could be festivals, it could be private events for talent, it could be um anything really, anything pop um, community initiatives as well. So very much um, Nando's is a very diverse and inclusive company. So like the events that we do reflect that. So I work on those. And then outside of that, I run my own agency, which is called Dash Events. Um, So running events for entrepreneurs and individuals who kind of like want to get their event strategy off the ground, don't really know where to start, don't really have like massive budgets to employ a whole team, um, or they don't do regular events to then have a full-time person. So I work with them. Um, So I've worked with a range of different people, a range of different influencers, um, doing some really, really fun events like the Black back in 2018. Celebrating Black Achievement, We've got the Bloggers Marketplace, which is a really cool event, which is like basically where influencers sell bits of Bob's from their wardrobe at really cheap prices. So you're getting like you know the latest trainers, and it might be a couple of designer pieces, and makeup, and skincare. Um, a lot of it that they get PR that they like you know basically won't, won't use. Um, and then recently we worked on a London Fashion Week event um, with Zendaya, and Zendaya are like a luxury. Um, e-commerce platforms for black, mainly black and African um, um, fashion brands. So um, that was amazing too. Um, and then on top of that, I also managed two artists. So Keys the Prince and Dea Soul. So Keys is a rapper and day is a singer. Um, so managing them, which has been fun, and about the music industry. And then lastly, because I'm an absolute crazy woman, <laughs> I am going to be launching a fashion brand um this year called all the pronouns which is basically a brand that caters for all individuals irrespective of their gender identity or sexual orientation so very much about diversity inclusion very much about you know showing brands how it's done the correct way I um, you know thinking of clothes that's not belonging to anybody but they should just kind of fit and be comfortable with most people um so yeah but how I got into events is I didn't study it contrary to belief a lot of people are like oh yeah she probably studied events I didn't I went to the University of Kent and studied politics and international relations a bit of a nerd um <laughs> love a bit of history love a bit of politics uh love policy all of that um but in my first year I was the ACS promotions officer and in my second year I was actually elected to be ACS president and ACS is African Caribbean Society <laughs> of course but yeah just course. There. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um that was that was in my second year. And then when I got into third year, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And obviously you have that, that moment when you're like frantic. You're like, oh, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Yeah. And yeah, I remember my friends and I sitting in the library, like, oh, we'll just do recruitment, i oh, we'll just do HR, i oh, will be a lawyer. It was all the traditional routes, right? And um I was on the phone to my friend one day and he was like, Why don't you go into event management? Like, well. I'm like, huh? That's a career? Like, what do you mean? I mean, I was like, my mum is never going to have that. Like, my was going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, but I started to look for jobs and I finally found a job with um, a small agency called Land Links. And that was back in 2014. And here we are 11 years later. Like, well, I say 11 because obviously when I started Genie yeah. um, in 2011. Um, but yeah,
0: 11 years later, here we are. Yeah, I mean, you're so lazy. Gosh! <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> Honestly, what? Oh, this is, i don't even know where to start. What to linger on? What to pick up on? Uh, what I will say—I love that when your friend recommended events, you're like, "What's Mum gonna think?"
1: I love yeah, that. that's what do? Uh, That's that's it. I was like, what, 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 like "What's she gonna say?" Um, but no, she's actually been really supportive. But like, she loves it. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: she gets me to her multi-plan her birthday like her last like end of last year. Um. So yeah,
0: she's like, the best client ever. I can imagine. Mums are always... You know, people always say, like, don't ask your mum for critique because they're too nice to you. And I'm just like, my mm-hmm. mum is my heart. My mum will
1: tell you how it is, yeah. Yeah. Don't uh, be
0: like,
1: I, I don't, don't think that's good. I'll be like, Wait. my mum's like, no, that's not nice. I'm like, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, like,
0: make it make it nice, you know. Mum, don't, don't be so blunt. Make it
1: exactly.
0: perfect. Yeah, no, that is so true. I mean, I literally absorbed so much from what you were saying I want to just strip it back to when you started Dash what made you yeah. what made you go you know what I want to start my own agency because that's that's uh, like, hard
1: yeah um it's not been easy um because I still work full-time So I've yeah. always worked full-time since starting Dash so I launched Dash in 2018 and it was basically because I was working in corporate yeah. um conferences a lot of the events I was doing was corporate conferences and exhibitions and whilst I loved them because it gave me kind of that there was an element of planning that you won't necessarily get when you're doing birthday parties when you do conferences. There's a lot more logistical elements that kind of need to work with it. So especially like if you've got a conference and an expo, it's like, okay, cool, what are the rooms set up like? Okay, is there gonna be sound lead? Is you know, is the exhibition too close to where people are walking in? Where's catering gonna be? How are we gonna make sure people are spread out? And there's so many different logistical elements that go into it. Whereas with something that's like a party, you know, you know your your elements. You know that you need a DJ. You know you need a sort of cake. You know you need a bar. Things like that, right? So I was very much um, enjoying what I was doing, but I felt like I wasn't being that creative. So I was just like, I'm going to start my own agency to work on more creative events because I didn't want to leave my job. I yeah. very much enjoyed what I was doing, but I wanted to broaden my experience in events by doing other events, and I knew that it wouldn't happen at my full time job. Just in terms of I was working. On the HR portfolio to CIPD, so there was no way. Like we might have, um, like we had one event which was Festival of Work, which was a bit more creative. But how often would that sort of uh, brief come round was going to be very slim. So I was like, Do you know what, I'm just going to start pitching for clients and just see, just see how it goes. And then, luckily, I got my first client, um, which was Jasmine. that funnily enough, we met on LinkedIn. And like, I, I'm such an advocate. I'm always telling people like use my own jobs. Yeah. Um, uh, it was one day I was on LinkedIn and I saw all oh, the black holes are coming and I was like, what's this? Said, I messaged her and I was like, hi, do you, have an event, do you have an event manager? And she was like, no. I was like, oh, let's meet and chat. And we met up at the Ned and I pitched. And then she was like, yeah, I want to work with you. So it was just like, I got, it was weird how it kind of aligned, but I wanted to work on things that were a bit more creative, things that I could like own and really, rather than receiving the brief from my manager to be like, can you handle or can you have your AV? It was like, this was my chance to like manage the whole thing, um. So that was really what started it. There wasn't really. It wasn't like oh, I want to own my own business and make money. It was more. I actually just want to work on a broad variety of events. Yeah. Um. And that's where it was born from. So yeah, that's why like Dash. Everyone's like, what does it stand for? Um. And it stands for delivering above standards. Honestly. So like that's that's basically what it is. Yeah.
0: I love that, and I love that you said it wasn't just about you know being an entrepreneur and starting it for money. Yeah. For money, but. To take ownership, you know, we do a lot of things that we love for others, but when we do it for ourselves, it's next level. It's just the outcome. Exactly,
1: segment. exactly, exactly um, that.
0: What's your favorite part of working in events? Then because it's, <laughs> I've been on the side, I've, <laughs> I've been on the side, <laughs> and it is stressful. So when I hear someone like you, there's so much passion coming out of you. I'm a bit like, you're right, but yeah,
1: um, uh, I get that a lot. I, I do know. feel like, do you know what it is i it is i say the end but i mean as though the actual event like i do events because when you see everyone at the event having a good time nothing's really going wrong they're smiling they're dancing they're joking they're taking pictures you're seeing people post like you know Reddin festival that we did fernando's like recently there was a guy he posted a tiktok and he was like why am i smiling so much there's a massive nando's at Reddin, and that just was like that made it all worth it for me like the stress, the lack of sleep, everything. It was just like, the people were so excited to see us at reddin But then it's like, even with the Black Awards, people walked in, there, were like, oh. just, and it's that, it's that feeling for me. Yeah. It's just knowing that, it's just knowing that like I had a part to play in that. And a lot of people still reference the Black Awards. It happened in 2018 that wasn't yesterday that wasn't last year like people said that was one of the best organized events I've been to oh my god the food was good oh my god the organization oh it looked so pretty oh my god that picture's really nice and it's like the picture that I've got they haven't aged yeah so it's like just knowing that I'm part of a memory or an experience that someone had um it's just it it touches me a little bit like I'm, I'm a I'm a big empath and I'm a big like bit soppy my friends will tell you that so like it's that sort of sentimental value for me um, that makes it all worth it and I think another part of it is like just I feel like with events it's like I get the opportunity to teach myself new things every day I there's not a day I'm not learning and I I love to learn I'm like one of those like lifelong learners right so in events, a lot of people don't necessarily understand how an event manager's role works because they think that they think I'm the person that will do the balloons or put the stage together or, you know, get the branding elements such as banners and, and 3D signs and stuff. Right. But I'm not that person. I'm the person that makes sure all of that happens properly. Like I bring it all together. So like I become an expert. Like say for example, you call me saying you're like, damn, we will not organize a golf retreat. I would have to become a golf expert in a way. So I'm going to call people I know But like, okay, cool. So golfing, as a game, how does it work? And then from there, I work backwards to be like, okay, cool. This is what we'll need. Okay, we'll need buggies to transport people to different, you know, if we want to make sure our brand is on it. Okay, do we get golf club bags that have the event name on them? Do you know what I mean? And that's how you work back. But I have to become knowledgeable in golf to be able to plan the event. So any event I'm given, I have to become knowledgeable in it. So I'm constantly learning. And then it's also like health and safety, insurance. Like there's all these other elements as well. So uh, there's there's like little nuggets of information that I just randomly know. And everyone's like, how the hell do you know that? <laughs> but it's because I have to pick it up. So I think there's also a part of it that like no no day is the same, like yeah. at all. Um, With my full-time job, there is there could be an event pop up tomorrow and it's X and then another one pops up and it's Y. um, And things are totally different, but it's that. And I think lastly, it would be like the creativity aspect. Like I get the opportunity to think, Okay, how can we as a brand, or how can my business as a brand, or who I'm working for, the client, their brand, how can we bring it to life? Like, what does it look like to people? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? Um, and it's just fun. Like, it is fun. It's very stressful. Um, like, I think back into like 2016, it was very like, top five most stressful jobs. Um, but it's a very fulfilling job at the same time. I feel like a lot of people in careers, they work and they don't ever see the end. Like, you know, you might be a part of a bigger picture which is amazing and you contribute to it. But I actually get to see the beginning, the middle and the end. And that's the bit for me. It's like it's that bit. You round it up quite nicely. You see the smiles, you see the pictures, you see people like reposting them or posting them on their page. It's like and you look at it and you're like, wait, that was why then? Oh my god, that's so sick. Like, oh my god. Like, yeah. So it's um it is, it's a really nice, it's just very fulfilling. And I can't, I can't can't really describe it in any other way.
0: Can I just say that your passion is literally using green screen? I literally feel like I'm sitting in person with you. You know how, like, rising you can be. And it's difficult yeah, yeah. to, but honestly, I'm feeling how passionate you are. Like. It's just so nice <laughs> to see someone lost their job.
1: I do, I do, I do. People think I'm mad. Like, I'm currently, like, suffering from some sort of illness. Yeah. i run down. But, like, people are like, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, it's just, it's like, I love doing events with every part of me. Like, yeah. people are just like, you're so sad. And I'm like, well, you know.
0: No, forget Until
1: I can no longer, yeah. Until I can no longer run around on science stuff. It's gonna be an event for people.
0: I love that. I absolutely love <laughs> that. How did it feel in like lockdown phase when like it kind of just the events industry just yeah
1: it just stopped? Okay. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a weird one. It was a lot of panic, like from my side, it was like, okay, what the hell am I gonna do, right? Mm-hmm. But then I realized that my skills actually lie in my planning and organization. So the creativity whilst was taken from me because we can't there's only so much you can do with virtual events. And what people tend to do with virtual events is they strip the budget all the way back.
0: Right. So
1: they don't think about like sending out like bubbles to each attendee and like literally it's ARVR. And as you walk around your room, you then see the conference. Like they don't think like that. It's more we're gonna do it on Zoom, we're gonna do it on Hopin, which are all great platforms. Um, you're going to do it on Steam Yard, great platforms, amazing, but there's only so many that people can take. And that's what happened. Like you kind of get virtual event fatigue, like you hear virtual event, you're like, oh my God, no. So I wasn't really fussed about pivoting Dash to be like a digital event company. Like it just wasn't, people would ask me and I'd give advice and stuff, but I wasn't really too fussed. Um, I got made redundant from Partner, who was the last company that I was working for. Um in an events capacity and then after that I was like do you know what project management like let's start studying see what we can do I've always been good at organizing things pulling together timelines just making sure things move along and um making sure deadlines are hit so I have a friend who runs a company called Super Network um BJ Melanga. like we met just we met 2018 when I launched Dash so I worked on an event for him as well And we just kept in touch. And then he was like, oh, actually, I'm launching like a program. I actually need like a program manager. Like, are you interested? And he was like, just a project manager. I just need you to keep things moving along. And then I was with him for three months. Then after that, I um, got another contract with the PPA because they wanted to do a virtual event. So I helped them with that. And I went to Nigeria and I came back. So it was like, it was weird where I was employed the whole time, Mm. but I was kind of working on different bits and I realized that program management is actually very interesting to me and I've realized that a lot of the events I like to work on are events with purpose Like they have a reason as to why they're doing them not just we're just doing an event right it's whether you want to educate people you want to help people achieve something or you want to run an accelerator and like I've realized that my thing is experiences as opposed to just like a singular event so um yeah the pandemic was eye-opening in a way but it was very much like oh my god will I ever get another event job? Like, will events actually come back? Um, and will they come back the right way? Um, and a lot of people are like, just change careers. Like, I was like, no, because then I have to take a pay cut, like number mm-hmm. one, and there's yeah. bills to pay. And number two, there's nothing else I really see myself doing. So it's like, it's either project management or events, like it's, there's, there's no other kind of option for me. Um, but you know, I use the pandemic as a way to start talking about like my personal brand and, um, that's like opportunities such as this have come up and a load of other stuff and it still shocks me because I'm like I didn't I took it seriously but I wasn't like aggressive with it the base yeah. um I've seen a lot of people that were in events before that weren't like you didn't really know of them you knew they were in events but now they're like everywhere they're on every panel they're at context, they're, they're at that um but yeah it was just the creativity aspect that was like taken away
0: yeah.
1: um because you couldn't really you couldn't really do much because people were trying to save money you weren't too sure if be coming back with events or not like it was just you know you don't know how many people are going to turn up if you want to spend a load of money and then no one turns up it's a waste of your time so it was just that aspect about pivoting to like project management and honing in on my skills about organization and thinking about systems and processes and stuff so it was beneficial
0: yeah it's amazing that you adapted so many of us were forced to adapt because none of us saw this coming i know we've heard this exactly. so many, none of us saw us co- saw it coming now that exactly. events are happening we are so hungry for events, for events, and I genuinely mean that now. If anything's virtual, I'm a bit like, I'm going to wait for something in person because it's just exactly. so different. It's so different.
1: Exactly, 100%. And, like, it's funny because Conference News reach out to me for, like, um, comment on um, how people are feeling about virtual in person. I was like, people want in-person events. Like They want to be around people again. They want to yeah. talk to people. They want to network. There is there's nothing that people are more, they don't want to sit in front of a computer, considering that some of us are still working from home indefinitely or working from home X amount of days a week. Like, you're at a screen all the time. like You actually just want that in person, like, let's be together. And I don't think a lot of people realise how much they missed it until it was taken. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. One thing you mentioned, actually, as well, Dami, that, like, stuck with me, and I was like, I don't want to mix it, but I'll bring it in anyway. You said you're starting your own fashion brand. <laughs> let's talk about this. Cause you said you, everything you do, you want to do with purpose. You've realized now you want to do purposeful events. And I love that because I've got a little story to tell you about Tony. in a moment. Tell me first of all about this brand. where the idea come from and why you just decided to do it?
1: So the idea actually comes from like my friends. Like I have a lot of friends that identify as masculine presenting females. Um and, you know, they're part of the LGBTQIA community and they are the most amazing people like honestly like my friends like Ro, Nana, Remy, Jean like they are Lyra Like there's a long list like Vipa, Aquila, like a long list of friends I have that they are the most authentic people you will ever meet and it was actually like all the pronouns was born out of an idea or a conversation really with myself and Ro when we were in Portugal for the festival and we were getting ready to head down to the beach, and she was wearing like a pair of trunks, and she was like, "These trunks are so annoying, like they're so tight." Yeah. And I was like, "What? They don't stretch." And she was like, "They do, but not really." And I was like, "That's weird. Like, surely there should be like elastic in in the in the trunks to like you know give a bit more space." And she's got hips, so like she she was just like, "No, they're so uncomfortable, and they've got this stupid lining inside." So I didn't think much of it. I went first, had a great time. We came back home, and then. It was like 2019, end of the year. Someone tweeted something, Tanya Campus, who is another, female, and she tweeted and she was like, It's really annoying that like there aren't any underwear brands for masking percentage feet nuts. Ro, I called Ro and I was like, Is this a good idea? And we were going to do it together, but obviously Ro is also like on her own entrepreneurial entrepreneurial journey where she does a podcast called two twos um she started the lgbtqia um therapy fund like you know she's herself like doing a lot so um we we're gonna do it together and we didn't um at the end but she's like been a, an amazing consultant so like i was thinking and thinking and i was like all the pronouns because i want the brand to be for all the pronouns um and when you abbreviate it i love an abbreviation atp just made sense um and it was just from the fact that talking to her, and then I ran a survey, and I was like, to people, you know, what brands do you know that cater to LGBTQIA individuals? Like, and they were like, none. Um, and it was like, you know, it was like, wait, there's something missing here that isn't there. Um, So the brand isn't necessarily just for individuals of the LGBTQIA community, but it is for all individuals inclusive of that community. Yeah. Like, at the moment, brands do this thing where they do like oh it's unisex and it's like okay but that's still binary you're basically saying it's for male and female Mm. I'm not saying that with all the pronouns what I'm saying with all the pronouns is our clothing is for anybody because what we've done is we've come up with designs that could work for anybody and whether you're comfortable in high-waisted briefs or you're comfortable in trunks they work for you whether you're male female non-binary or trans like we're thinking more about comfortability and practicality yeah. as opposed to we want to make women's wear. We want to make men's wear. Like it's not, we're just making clothes
0: mm.
1: and that's, and that's what it is with me. Um, so it's essentially born out of like, you know, the body dysmorphia that individuals of the community feel when they have to go swimwear shopping. Like, so we're starting with swimwear, but the idea is to obviously grow into something a lot bigger um, what's next? I don't know, but swimwear is something that I'm quite passionate about because I feel like it's lacking at the moment. So it was kind of born out of that. It was, it was really just from a conversation with my friend on holiday. Um, and something that I'd actually never considered like that she would be going through. Yeah. You know? Um, and then I thought, wait, if you're going through it, then some of our other friends might be going through it. Like this is, this is weird. Like why, why is that not, why don't they make clothing properly, you know? Um, so it was kind of born out of that. And, and we're um we got our samples, our first set of samples earlier last month. And? Um I'm of my ankle, so obviously I, I haven't really been able to do much, but we're gonna be doing like aggressively just um, picking the pace up on it. But um it is my little passion project. Um and yeah, I just kind of want to make a difference in the world that kind of makes sense and it makes sense for a lot of people. And I feel like ATP is actually gonna be a quite it's gonna be a good innovative solution to a lot of people's problems.
0: That's so amazing because you even said it in the beginning brands keep getting things wrong. And I think like brands get things wrong for loads of different groups all the time. And it is insane because it's like, well, who else? We need to step in and do this, right? Exactly. I love that you're doing that. I love that. And uh, how are you managing that? So, what are you, is the plan to literally go full on launch? Like, how what's the, what's the plan? When can we um, start? This?
1: Like, the plan. Oh, God. I keep saying I need to actually set, like, a launch date because I keep stalling, but I do want to launch, kind of, like, Q4 this year. Okay. Um, so that's, like, the last three months of the year. Um, just in terms of people on, like, winter holidays, you know, some people tend to go, like, away for Christmas and stuff like that. So I'm in for that. But obviously I'm kind of, like, currently trying to find individuals of the community to help me run, like, the campaign. Yeah. And think about, like, our, like, hero video and like what that looks like because for me if I'm saying that I want my brand to be inclusive it also needs to be inclusive with the people that I work with yeah so I've worked with a range of people to get the product to where it is I've worked with women I've worked with black women I've worked with white women I've had a focus group that it consists of people all the target audience that I'm trying to reach essentially all my kind of marketing personas but I kind of do want the director of the shoot or the photographer or videographer, whatever it may be, but to be, of the, like, of the community, so whether they're non-binary, whether they're trans, whether they're lesbian, whether they're gay, whether they're bisexual, like, it, I I just genuinely want that to be a core of it, yeah. because, like, it's very important that I I can speak for cis individuals to an extent, and I've got family who can speak for cis individuals, but I also need the voice of those who, at the moment, go unheard in most campaigns to be at the forefront of speaking, yeah. because the thing is, when you meet individuals that like, you know, whether it's ethnic minorities, black women, um, Asian women, et cetera, We can speak for the oppressions and the things that, you know, um, have happened to us. But what we also are very good at is knowing the other side of things. Yeah. We're very much aware of the status quo. So no one needs to teach me about how to include cis individuals in campaigns. Like, I don't need to be taught that. Like, that's all I've seen. Yeah. But what I do need to be taught is how to include those who aren't seen, you know, who aren't represented. Um... Because it's even like my friend Rose, Funny enough, like before I got on this call, she must she tweeted about the fact that she just was like, hey brands, we want to see masculine presenting um uh lesbians in your campaigns. I'm talking about Mother's Day. You don't even think about it. Oh ID. yeah.
0: You, you don't, don't
1: think about it. Yeah. You just don't. So it's like, you know, that's that's why I need a voice. Like who's on the team that will be like, actually, maybe let's do it like this. Yeah. Well, how about we do this shot and then we switch to this shot and and it just it does what I need it to do. Um, so, yeah, Q4. Q4 of this year.
0: Hopefully. I cannot wait to see the event that gets launched with that. That's going to be <laughs> Honestly, you're putting your two babies in one place. That's going to be crazy. So crazy. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. No
1: pressure at all.
0: Honestly, like, I could sit here and talk to you forever, but I know you're a busy lady, so I'm going to give you <laughs> two more questions. The
1: first...
0: I just wanted to ask, um, Pipeline, other than that, what do you plan to do moving forward with your journey? Are you still sticking into events and launching that brand? Is there anything else we can expect from you?
1: I'm not launching anything else anytime soon. <laughs> but and that is an, that's an absolute promise. Like, the day I launch something, quote, tweet me with this video, <laughs> <But> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I have decided, like, for the foreseeable future that what I'm doing is what I'm going to be doing until I can no longer do it, like, yes. physically um but obviously the plan is to grow in every aspect so dash to grow um to sudden suddenly but to hopefully start employing individuals to actually run events on my behalf and you know it'll be under dash but it will be kind of them running it give them experience I definitely want to work with a lot more women I kind of want an all-female all-women team um as opposed to you know obviously you have to work with men in some capacity where needed but they I kind of want them to work on like the AV and the, and the technical side, as opposed to the planning. Like, I definitely want, like, my strategy to be done by women. I want my event execution to be done by women. I want the marketing to be done by women. It's just very much, like, pushing women. Um, so that's with Dash. And then with my artists, just, yeah, managing them and just supporting them the way that I can. And obviously, when we get around to touring, they both said, "Your are tour manager. All right, here we go. No, yeah. But... Yeah, so that will be there. And then obviously with, with ATP, it will just be to continue to grow it. It's an e-commerce brand, you know, distribution, et cetera. But I have a very supportive family and I have support. And so I can make it work in terms of like balancing those things, but not launching anything else anytime soon. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to recognise when you buy off a bit more than you can chew. And I definitely did that during the pandemic. So yeah. that I, I definitely like things to streamline. And realized that, but I realised that everything I kind of want to do fits in a pillar of either diversity and inclusion, music, culture, like those three things, which is why Nando's, when the job came about, it made sense for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, as opposed to like going just back into corporate world, because that wouldn't have made sense to me. So everything I'm doing kind of has to align. So even if I'm working on like passion projects or pro bono board projects, as part of Dash, we work with one kind of charity or CIC a year. And we kind of, we work on their events for free essentially um so like you know whether it is that and um sorry I just looked at my train of thought that is really annoying um so yeah but essentially we work with kind of one like CIC a year and it's like to give back and it is that whole you know working with culture or you know helping people so everything kind of has to just align um and in the purpose of what the CIC are doing it also has to align with like me as an individual so um, the one that we're working with this goes is Milk Honeybees, and they work with young women to kind of help them find their feet in life. And that that's just, like, everything I would have wished I had. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it has to just make sense. So not launching anything anytime soon. Um, yes, we are thinking, like, you know, I'm just trying to stick with what I've, I've got. Amazing. So, yeah. I,
0: I did not ask that question in the sense of you're not doing enough because I'm just... No, to- no, I know, I, I know. Don't I speak know. Speak. <laughs> so, no, mess. I'm in awe. You're doing so much, and you know what? I really mean this. I'm genuinely saying this. I love people that do things for a reason, and that's not to say, "Oh, you're doing something purpose." There's no purpose to what you're doing. I don't mean that to others. I just love it when people have a vision and really back it. And even if you're doing a project, trying to involve those people you're trying to amplify voices for, I absolutely love that. And just you come across so authentic, and at Nexus, literally, we talk about. (laughs) You're welcome. We talk about authenticity because it's so easy to try and copy others or yeah. think oh they're doing really well let's do it that way. Exactly. So my final question to you is what would you say to others who maybe are in this industry or are doing something similar how do you stay authentic and what advice would you give to them when they're navigating the events world or just entrepreneurship?
1: I think it's important to always go with your gut. Mm. Um and the feeling of being uncomfortable is not one that you should run away from. Like, there are places that I've been very uncomfortable in, and this goes in two ways. So, there's jobs I've been at that I'm uncomfortable in. I'm like, I'm just going to stick it out I'm just gonna, no, leave, leave. Mm-hmm. And don't worry about how many months you've got on your CV at X job and whether you'll get a new one. Like, if you're good at what you do, you will always be, like, you will always be okay. Like, whether that's launch your own thing or find a new new job or, you know, co-founding a company, like, you will always, you, opportunities will come your way. But by staying where you're not comfortable, you're not happy, you're blocking your lessons. So that's first and foremost. Um, Listening to your gut is the same thing. So it's like, something doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right. And I think one of the things I've learned over the years is I have no problem walking away from money. So do not do things because of money. Like always, make sure they align with you. And it just everything comes back to being uncomfortable. You know, like if something makes you feel uncomfortable, don't feel like you have to do it because oh, how am I going to pay this bills months or uh, this this month's bills or how am I going to do this or how am I going to do that? Right? It's like it should sit. Like always, try and be, um, and have like integrity. Like the only way to be authentic is if you actually just live the way that you believe you should live. Right? Don't just take things on because of it looks good or. You know, it it makes sense for somebody else and like, let it make sense for you. Um, and I think also it's like, don't seek validation from anybody else. Like what will be, will be, and what will come to you, will come to you. Um, so don't compete with others either. I think over the years I've seen people like, you know, succeeding here and succeeding there. And like, whilst I'm still on my own journey, like I'm just very comfortable in it. And I am having. I'm doing things at my own pace. I'm not rushing and I'm not trying to run anyone else's race. Like I'm on my own journey. I think networking is important. Like network with people all the time, tell people what you're doing, Um, speak to people, you know, don't be afraid to promote yourself. You have to be your biggest cheerleader in life. Um, And I think it's just definitely, authenticity is like, it's just one of those things that is, but, you know, if you feel like you're not being true to yourself and you're not living, your most authentic life or the best version of yourself then like do some inward like you know reflection and think about what is it that makes you feel like you can't do that because at the end of the day it might be family it might be friends that you need to cut off and unfortunately like it's life but like I said it's life but it's your life so like you know you have to live it the way you want to live it so just addressing that and finding out where those those elements are and if it's a cultural thing or if it's a heritage thing or a family thing like sit down and read about it like why is it this way and if you don't agree with it you don't agree with it like it's not you don't have to agree with it just because it's your culture and it doesn't make you any less of that culture or that heritage because of the fact you disagree with it um so go with your gut and and really like push against those kind of like status quo norms and you know the things that we've been taught and the patriarchy and the misogyny like push against everything that makes you feel uncomfortable um and surround yourself with people that align with the things that you align with align like with your values because the more and more you're around those people the more more comfortable you'll feel the easier it will get to live your life authentically but yeah you only have one life so you gotta live it let's not be you know let's not be upset with it
0: i know you said no more projects but i'm sitting here thinking podcast please no no, uh, you have to think about that i'm being deadly serious i could listen to it people have said
1: it but I just I am um, I find the world of podcasting quite pretentious
0: <laughs> um, yeah do you know what we'll I, I actually get you and I think guys have destroyed podcasting I'm exactly. not gonna you know, but oh my god that's why we need you to make a podcast like revamp you are freaking awesome I know you don't oh, need validation so for anyone more. I'm just telling you this was so wonderful you're you. crazy, but awesome at the same Very time. Mad. Very and crazy. I wish you nothing but the best for all your ventures. I can't wait to see what comes out from you in the next few months. And when you launch, hopefully your new brand, I honestly can't wait. And I know quite a few cool people that might be what you're looking for for that Sheba, yeah, I'm going to shoot, shoot
1: them my way. Away. Definitely. A hundred percent. That sounds amazing.
0: I will. Well, have a lovely day. Thank you so Thank much. You. for coming.
1: And hopefully, like, let's keep in touch. Definitely.
0: Definitely. Let's do it.
1: Right.
0: Okay. Thanks Thanks that
1: Bye. Bye.